Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. That was so powerful. I'm just not, I'm not going to be very long. The word of the Lord has already come. How many people know God's making this easy? It's so powerful. I've learned over the years that a few minutes in the presence of the Lord is worth more than hours and hours and hours of just aimless religious duty. Can I ask you a question tonight before I release this to your hearts? What's your walk with the Lord like? Is it full of rules and regulations? Because if it is, then you're void of relationship. If you're having to do devotions because of rules and regulations and because someone said that you had to do devotions, then I think you've you've missed the best part of God. See, our time with God is not mandatory. Our time with God is an invitation of life to sit with the author of all things. He knows everything. So I made a decision years ago. I take a long time now just listening. Uh, Yeah, we do a lot of praying. We're known for that. Our church is a praying church. We're known for that. But we're also more than that. But we've also become a listening church. We've also become a people that listens. Not just telling God what we think he needs to hear. Imagine us, me 53, telling God of millions and millions of years ago what I think he should do and how he think, how I think he should do. <laughs> That's a little crazy, right? Look at your neighbor and say, you're not that crazy. Praise the Lord. Come on. Some of you will get that tomorrow morning. How many people have ever told God what you think should be done? My advice to you is stop it. <laughs> but I tell you, God, I, I, this is what I believe you should do. How many people have ever heard anybody say that? Right. How many people have ever heard anybody in a prayer meeting, you know, telling God scripturally what they think he should do? Forgive me, I'm messing a little bit. But your relationship with God is the greatest, the greatest, greatest offensive and defensive weapon that you could ever have. There's people will give anything to get with a celebrity, give anything to get with a preacher. I mean, who in their right mind would want to sit with a preacher? If I could just shake the preacher's hand. Why? When you can sit with God. I mean, behind this cute exterior, there's a real man. Cute being the operative word. I mean, you can be 53 and look this good. (laughs) It's only God. But God has so much to show you. He's so much to reveal to you. 
He just so craves to be with you. And he started it that way. He made a mind and he says, you know what? I'm going to visit him every day. And here came God walking in the cool of the evening just to be with Adam. I asked the question to our own congregation, what did they talk about? Well, they couldn't talk about sin. <laughs> they couldn't talk about stuff that was wrong. And yet, what do we want to talk to God about? What I did wrong. I repent. And everything that's wrong. But yet God and Adam, they had to talk about, I'm telling you, how to run the earth. Now God has made man his under ruler, the God of this world. Adam was the God of this world before Satan was. And here is God and Adam talking every evening about how to run the planet. Here's these animals. Adam, what do you think? What do you think? A donkey? Oh, God, that's an elephant. Come on, God, you know that's an elephant. I believe they had dialogue. They had interactions. They had conversations. They had communications. They talked about stuff beyond. Fortunately, I believe as the church, we have trapped ourselves to speaking about things that are now. See, they would tell us growing up, you can be too heavenly minded. You'll be no earthly use. And I realized that when I got the word of faith, I can't be heavenly minded enough so that I can be more of a use on the earth. Forgive me if this is too simple for you tonight, but it's an invitation into really getting to be with God. God is not playing a game of Monopoly with you, and he's not your get-out-of-jail-free card. He's not the God that just wants to pay your bill when you can't, when you're overspent. <laughs> he's not the God that you, you know, just visit with so that you don't have to take ibuprofen, Tylenol. Well, I'm going to try God instead of Tylenol. He's the God of ages past. He's the God of the present. And he's the God of eternal future. One day we will see him face to face. And I believe very soon the church is going to be raptured. I could get up tonight and I could speak a thousands hundreds to you of things that I have studied and things that I believe I have heard. But yet the one thing that I am so compelled to do more and more and more, is just simply to speak to you as I believe God would speak to you himself. How would he speak to you? What would he speak to you about? Would he give you 10 points? Or would he simply produce himself like Jesus as Jesus went about the Galilee, speaking to people in parables? In beautiful scenarios, he would talk to them in a way that people, they understood on a level. And then for those that were in an inner circle, he would basically take them aside and he would expound on what he just said. 
You see, a lot of times we want to just tell everybody what we know. And yet, I don't believe God even does that. I believe God lets us know what it is that we need to know at the time that we need to know it. It's like our futures. How many people in this room know perfectly your future? Let me see your hand. You know a part of your future, but you don't know it all. Would that be correct? You might know a destination, but you don't know everything that's going to happen along the way. Why? Because I believe that there are things that are hidden from us to protect us. To protect us from the enemy, the evil one, and to protect us from ourselves. There's a fight that is being waged, ladies and gentlemen. It's not pretty. It looks like the gloves are off. It looks like even from the White House to your house, it looks like demons now are just being barefaced enough to show themselves through people. They needed a body. But we know that the bodies that they are utilizing are not the people that we are fighting against. That's why. I won't even have a conversation about a politician. I won't even have a conversation about a person that I could completely disagree with. Why? Because I know that in this day and hour, my fight is not with the individual. My fight is with a demon prince that is trying to ruin that individual's life. You see, some of these people that are completely demonized, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't pray, a lot of them are probably going to go to hell. That's a desperate statement to make on a hot Sunday night in South Georgia. But unfortunately, hell is being populated by people that Satan used and abused. Yes, these people give themselves over. But yet my responsibility as a believer, that as I sit with God like Adam sat with God, is to receive the wisdom of God, to receive the understanding of God, and to receive words, words that will unlock the hearts of man, words that will help me take back authority from what Satan wants to do in my city, in my family, in my region. This is what we've been presented with. That's why I ask you about your devotions today. Is your devotions just like going through the motions? You know, the other morning, you know, Jeremy and Caroline were staying with us. We were all in the one room down in uh, St. Augustine. We were about to hit the door, and I said, girls, did you pray Psalm 91? Now, it's not like I make everybody pray Psalm 91 every morning, but this morning I felt we need to pray Psalm 91. They took a verse each. Nothing happened because I fully expected that by the unction of God causing me to have them to pray something, Psalm 91, it averted whatever wanted to come our direction. Can I have a big amen? You see, sometimes I think that we get into the rhetoric. We get into works. Instead of being led by the Spirit of the Lord to pray what we need to pray at the time it needs to be prayed. You see, just because we pray Psalm 91 doesn't mean to say it's at work. That stumps some of you. I believe it is the word that God speaks that is at work. I believe confession, absolutely. I believe that we must confess the word of God, and it is powerful practice. But just because we read it 
doesn't mean to say that that's what God wanted you to read or what God wanted you to pray. There is a word that needs to be spoken. It's like a key. It goes into situations and circumstances. What is it sometimes that we're missing because we are so sticking to the guidelines? Yet if we go off grid just a little bit, what is it that God would have us pray that would prevent an accident, that would prevent a circumstance, that would take authority over calamity? I mean, there are millions of people throughout the years that have prayed all these scriptures, yet things happen. And they are left wondering, I prayed all these scriptures, why did this happen? And I'm not saying that praying that is wrong. I'm just simply saying there might be something else that God wants you to pray. The pastor can correct this next week. But I'm not saying tonight, don't pray Psalm 91. I'm saying you utilize the word like a weapon. And it is the God, it is the word that God speaks. So years ago, about 18 years ago, I'm walking through our house in Ireland, and I'm going from the living room to the sunroom, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, I couldn't move outside of the word even if I wanted to in your life. I was shocked by God saying this. I'm a stickler for the word. I'm telling you, Mr. Confession, bring it on. Still to this day, declare, decree, proclaim. And the Spirit of God ministered to me and says, you know what? There are the nine gifts of the Spirit. You know, Paul, that I can move. I can do mighty things in the name of Jesus. If you don't know anything, Jesus' name will work. I'm going to try it over here. If you don't know anything, Jesus' name will work. What I'm going to stomach, what I'm trying to do tonight is to get you out of works. Not that anybody's in works, but just in case you are, I'm trying to get you out of works. Because we think for all our fancy footwork and for all our confessing that we're good. But yet even from Brother Copeland, it's one word from God that will change your life forever. What is that one word? What is that one word that God is going to speak to you as you, like Adam, sit with him in the cool of the evening? When you spend time with him, instead of your agenda, I'm trying not to preach, forgive me, but when you get rid of your agenda and you're just like, Father, I'm here. I don't know what to say. Romans 8.26, the Spirit of God comes to my aid and helps me pray. You're like, but I don't know what to pray. I'm no good at praying. You're the best prayer this time has ever seen. You're just waiting to happen. You know why you think that you're not a good prayer? It's because the church and its ways has made you feel inadequate. When we're just rhetorically meeting God for devotions every day with Jesus, just praying about all of our problems, the things we did wrong, the things we think God did wrong, the things we think everybody else did wrong, and we get that all out. But that wasn't what Adam, oh dear, praise the Lord. Do we need security? No, we're all right. How many people understand what I'm saying tonight? You know, if I was to get with Karen, you know, forgive me, I'm coming down. And uh, we're just spending time together. This is our, you know, this, this is our time. 
I love you. You are the apple of my eye. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Our relationship is not robotic. Every time we get together, it's different than the other time we got together. But yet our times with the Lord, are they different? Are they organic? Are they authentically beautiful, relational? Instead of coming to God always thinking that you've got the answers and the premium on the word, sometimes we just need to come to God and say, you know what? You are the word. And I need a word in season. And I receive that key that will unlock what's happening in my life, that will lock up what Satan's trying to do in my life. I just don't reach out there and say, Satan, I bind you. Because there can be a word that will bind him. Do you understand what I'm saying? There can be another scripture somewhere that God will lay on your heart. And when you begin to speak that word, it goes into binding the enemy from him working in your life. Come on, I'm reaching for somebody tonight. I'm trying to break you out of your igloo. That time with God is just like, you know, praise the Lord. I've done all my scriptures. And if you read through the Bible in a year, keep reading. But I stopped that years ago. Because I am an OCD type person. And if I don't get my, my scriptures done in one day, my 10 chapters done in one day, you know what? I'm guilty for the next three days. I'm playing catch. How many people knows what I'm, I'm talking about? I'm guilty. I'm like, oh, my God, I never got my 10 chapters done. And you're nearly waking up. I'm telling you this is the type of person I am. You're nearly waking up at 3 in the morning fretting because you, you fell asleep praying. I mean, I fell asleep on God. Well, maybe God needed you to fall asleep to get you to shut up. Everybody say, walk taller. God just loves us. He just wants to spend time with us. You said, he hasn't read a scripture yet. Forgive me, but I think if you go back and listen to this, you said, John, you're, I will not listen to this again. If you go back and listen to this, you're going to hear scripture after scripture after scripture. You know, Jesus did not walk about the Galilee with scrolls. Peter and John did not roll out the scroll for Jesus at the seashore. Jesus spent time with the Father, and then when he was with people, he told them what the Father said. And when he went into the synagogue, guess what he said? He said the word of the Lord. He didn't preach them a sermon. He told them what they needed to hear. And he told them, for the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, for he has anointed me. Man, they got so ticked off. The religious got ticked off. But the guys out on the side of the banks of the Galilee, they weren't getting ticked off. They were getting delivered. They were getting free. They were hearing words of life. They were seeing miracles. <laughs> Lift your hand and say, I'm ready for a miracle anytime. 
Jesus didn't walk about telling them everything he knew. How many people have ever met a debater of Scripture? How many people are debaters of Scripture? Don't put up your hand. We'll be here all night. Jesus didn't debate the Word. He simply walked about as the Word, demonstrating the Word. Somebody right now is getting free. You're getting free from the bondage of religious duty. And you're about to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Manna called the life of God. Your walk with Jesus is about to become fiery, juicy, lovely. It's about to be, I can't wait to spend time with him. You say, well, it's like that already. Come on, let's go. But even if it's good, it's about to get better. See, I know some of you have got a lazy boy. You get your coffee ready. And you're ready to get up in your lazy boy to spend your time with Jesus. Well, Jesus is about to take your lazy boy out to the yard. <laughs> because he's saying to you tonight, we're not going to be lazy no more. For the day of the church and the lazy boy is over. And we're not going to boil the kettle anymore. Or boil the coffee pot so that we can have our time with Jesus. We're going to go walk with him. We're going to go fly a kite with him. We're going to go on the lake with him. We're going to go with God to speak with him, spend time with him, work with him. We're going to allow our devotions to become exciting, exhilarating. We're going to allow them to become alive, organically, beautifully authentic. Conversations. What is it that God is actually saying? You see, when I leave my prayer closet, it shouldn't be me that has just spoken for the last 15, 20 minutes. It should have been most of the time listening to the responses of God. Pray with me in this room right now. Come on, I'm on Prayer means to move your mind. You cannot think with God. You speak with God. It's not telekinesis or telepathy. It's a koposalanzaya. And then you be quiet. In this room tonight is a corporate anointing to produce and to do something that you cannot do on your own. Pray with me now. Menestoya, Menestoya, Menetulu vamala tavela kilistomala, manzolosta pars de veta traumasti, traumastika prapadaska mina. I take authority over trauma. Stand to your feet if you have a trauma recently. Trauma. Damalasto vamala trauma. Damanasto tombike. Every eye closed. Damanastola tovamashtaya, sto tovamal de mine. We're just going to work with the Lord here two minutes. Yes, emeshta panzai. Gombalangla sto plapatasalaya. Menjana, come on, pray with me. Pray with me. Tommy, could you jump up on the keyboard for me, please? Menesto palasa mine. Menjola to vrimisti kavraya. Menjambu shebez do manastolataya. Manastolete. Vanda crofadaska balasuframana tofanene. Manastoli remarste parastumrai. The effects of this stops. Bow! Menekonawaku. 
mala tu framea and a kufalste. In a kienu lagukalazda, ma kravadaya, menestoyan. Father, we speak your ease, we speak your peace, we speak your power, we speak your love, we speak your word, we speak, Father God, in a kuframai, demistolo tu framaya, damalastu to la vainstu, damalastu to la montrokataya, vanestoya, dendi o kufanaya. In the name of Jesus. The effects of this will not affect you. In the name of Jesus, it's over. Peace, I speak peace to your core. Peace to your inner man. Peace to your soul. Anybody else? Trauma. Trauma. Many stole to Bremen, stole to Bremen. Many stees the law, Gramesh, the lamp, a patassa man. Many stees to Telamanto Kufadas to Maya. Mando to Brapadas to Manzi. Otelepe Pretish Amzi. Stretch your hands towards her, please. Touch your skin. In the name of Jesus. Many kavapalanana stole to prapadaskamai. Many stole to brahmanana stole to prapadaskamonziliti prapadaskamonzolo to brahmanana. Don't be uncomfortable with this. Don't be uncomfortable with this. You're going to see more and more of this. More and more. More and more as your pastors lead you into the fullness of freedom. The fullness of what God wants to do. I've said to you before, I've heard it over and over and over. I only go to places that I know God has sent me. And I only go to those places that I believe that are ready for this. Not what I bring, but what the Spirit is bringing. You must damanastuvenea. Step in. Catch the wind. The thermos of Manana will take you higher, higher than the opposition that will want to come. Because You've made a decision to run. But there will be things as you pray along the way that God will move away from your feet. And things that will be laid to trip you up will be pulled away supernaturally by angelic help so that you will run swiftly. I see you in the spirit, both of you. I see you running swiftly in the spirit without a care and without a fear because your relationship with the Lord. There's a place that is waiting deeper than what you've ever gone. But the waters are moving around you. 
And it's evident that you're being drawn. You're close enough nigh to the site of where God wants you to go. That that in itself will pull you in to the Spirit's work. Hallelujah. Don't hold this back from your children, ladies and gentlemen. They need to know. George has got a future. How many people believe that? I heard you earlier. How many people believe that? What are we going to show? Are we going to show what the enemy can do through some of those demonic few? No. God's about to play a great hand of reward. And he's going to use you as you get on board. As you get on board with the great move that's taking place. A move of his power and a move of his grace. But don't forget, when we moved into this new decade, not only in the Gregorian calendar, but also in the Hebrew calendar, we moved into a time of pay, of seeking the face of God, face to face as the church and their maker. Something powerful is that from a life of prophetizing. Some will say, this is just for pastors. I'm busy throughout the day. I'm busy throughout the week. I've got my own things and own life. And wait till you see, as you embrace what you've heard tonight, the wooing of the Spirit will bring you close to God set devils to flight. Things that have tormented you for long enough won't be able to do what they do anymore because of this stuff. Your time with the Lord is about to change. And you'll sense a wooing it will cause you to rearrange. Rearrange some things that you do. Because the Father just simply wants to sit with you. Hallelujah. Let's just worship Him. Let's just worship Him. Can you worship Him with your mouths? Come on, let me hear you tonight. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Angele mi astumole aiosto. Masia mananaya monoso. Some kids will say, What's happened to dad? 
some kids will say, what's happened to mom? Because your time with God has changed. The most important relationship that you have people's glad you came tonight. Just simply talking. Just simply talking. What would God say to you now if he was here like you and Adam? We have to get away from thinking what's wrong to thinking what's right. I take authority over distractions in your lives right now. Let's just work with me right now. Come on. Say this. I take authority over distractions in my life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I turn my eyes on Jesus. I turn my gaze to him. I look to him, the author and the finisher of my faith. There's a scripture for you. He started me. He will finish me. He's my in-between. But what God wants to do everywhere he goes is to set people free. I can prophesy right now to your pastors, five years from now, they are going to be different people. Do I need to do that by the Spirit? No. I just know that as they enter into this next season, you see, you had eight. Eight was new beginning. Did you sense changes at eight? Nine is the moving of the Spirit, the number of the Holy Spirit. Ten comes in establishing. But it also means we're entering into another. Not a new, but another. Another decade. Now, it's not just building from foundations. Now, it is the establishing. Now, it is the putting in place of those things that people wanted to do five years ago. It wasn't time. Now, it is time to do those things. Your pastors have worked with powerful wisdom, even in the realm of the things of the Spirit. That when others wanted them to go further and run harder, they operated in the wisdom of God. That it wasn't just about what they could do. It's what God wanted to do through each and every one of you. Forgive me if I'm speaking out of turn. I can sense it in the Spirit. I'm trying to be so respectful to the house and to their place. I know that this place is about to become a blaze. A blaze in a way that you've never seen it before. And you're going to look at it and think, my God, is this the right door? Have I come to the right church? Because God is touching in a way that we've never felt before myself included.
I don't want to do this anymore if I can't have it his way. And I've really put it all on the line, guys. To stay away from this way, this way of the power of this present age that so desperately wants me to do real, to become religious, to become rhetoric in my dealings with my maker. We are of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We are of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So even though this world is rocking, guess what? We are firmly planted in God, trusting in Him. Even though the results of what happened in Georgia and all of these different things and people are like, what on earth? We're not like, what's on earth? We're like, look who's in heaven. Because he said, on earth as it is in heaven. God said that, I didn't. God said it can be his way, not my way. We don't have to look and see what the politicians are doing. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We have been declaring COVID is dead. Shout that out with me. COVID. No, come on, say it with me. COVID is dead. You're not waiting to get sick. Can I have a big amen? I'm going to say it again. You're not waiting to get sick. Go say it again. You're not waiting to get sick. You know what Satan is afraid of? He wants to shut the church down so that the church cannot get together. But I have already told our leadership, we are not shutting down. No matter how this plays out, we are staying open. I don't care if it's carn of myself. I don't care. I don't care. You will never get online what you can get in a live service. You cannot sit there online, and you cannot just sit there and say, I'm in a corporate. They've tried to make that feel like it's corporate, but it's not. Well, we're all in the spirit. Listen, you're sucking something that's not good for you. What Satan is at is to stop us from getting together. Even though we were praying church, these people are phenomenal influencers in the realm of prayer. And we're blessed to have them with us at church. And they came this, this direction so that they could be in these services these couple of days. But I even sensed it. Even though we're praying in our homes and praying, I sensed it when we couldn't get together for those few weeks. I sensed the dip. I sensed it waning. And even though we would say, we're in the Spirit, we're one in the Spirit, I still sensed the waning of the power of the corporate anointing. And when we got back together, I could sense it. It was a... And you had to get the engines going again. And people used to praying together again. Satan knows what he's at. He's an evil genius. Don't think that he's some dunderhead just, you know, just trying to pick a fight with somebody. He has a strategy. He has an agenda. And he knows that if he can get the church to stop meeting, then prayer will not take place between people. And I've told, I've told people, I tell pastors, I tell people all the time, if the only reason we get together is to pray, that's good enough. You can listen to the word that I preach online, but let me tell you, you cannot pray together online. You can do so much in that, but sooner or later, you're going to have to come together in the power of the corporate anointing, 
people with people. That's why I told our, 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 our church, I've told our leadership, I don't care how this plays out. They're saying another wave is coming. They say variants are coming. Well, listen, I serve a God, James 1.17, in whom there is no variance or shadow of turning. And that was the word of the Lord to me. And he said, no matter how many variants come, I am a God that does not. I am God who changes not. That's why I'm talking to you tonight like this. It's not a hard preach. I didn't come to tantalize you with everything that I know. Your pastor's brilliant at doing that. I just simply stopped in to facilitate what I believe the Lord wanted me to do. People would look at me when I would weep in God. I weep a lot in God. and They would see me praying. they think, you know, you don't see too many men act like that. I said, well, that's going to be a sign for the rapture of the church. Because the men are going to become so. in a way that is sensitive and powerful all at the same time, but yet it doesn't dilute our manlyhood. In actual fact, it solidifies it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithbaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.